Dr. Kanekoff. Let's start this one out with a question. The song The Night Santa Went Crazy by Weird Al Yankovic. I think that was a fantasy or an actual narco corrido? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a fantasy. <coughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. It could have been a true crime. Santa really did just lose his shit. <laughs> I choked on my drink. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> well, right. anyway, this is uh, this is Mackie's Clubhouse. Everybody pile on in. Uh, we're going to talk about an episode of The Shield today. Season 3, Episode 7. The episode is called Safe. Yeah, Safe. Original air date, 420. Yeah, Jay. Woo! 2004. <laughs> um, directed by Peter Horton. Oh, he's back. Side yeah. outs Peter Horton. Yeah, side outs Peter Horton is back for this one. You know, I like you know, I in honor of this, I watched these episodes yesterday. Um for for the show today. Uh, I watched this yesterday, but uh after I got done, you know what I watched? Children of the Corn. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I ain't scared I to watch that. You were gonna say side out, but no. Guess no, I don't know where, I don't know where that is. I know. Yeah, it's I think you have to pay for that one, so Oh, I pay. Yeah, Children of the Corn is free. I, I watch it at least, you know, once a month. I like it. Yeah. That's pretty good. But anyways, yeah. Uh, this one was uh, written by Adam E. Fierro. Um, I, think, I think, like we mentioned last time, I think this is his first season writing on the show. Um, he co-wrote, I think it was episode four of this season with somebody else. It was either three or four. But I think this is his first time kind of flying solo. They pushed him out of the nest to see if he could fly. Oh, <laughs> he flew. Yeah, it's yeah, a pretty good one. Yeah. <coughs> God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I must say, the first time I rewatched this again, like, I had the hardest time trying to keep track of who everyone was and what was actually going on with all the, the cop stuff. It's like, there's so many cases that are just kind of mentioned and like, wait, what? What's going on? <laughs> like, there's so many things you got to keep track of in this one. Oh, I know. With the uh, you talking about with the uh, the guy with the CD and shit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah there's all thinking about this guy and this this case and this thing. It's like, okay, so wait, what? Now there's now there's a bunch of bodies about with a meth lab. What the fuck's going on? I hear you. Because even when I was taking notes with it, I had to keep crossing things out. Like, oh no, 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 that's not the singer guy. That's the guy he was singing about. And I had to like keep scratching notes out and shit. Yeah, I was confused as well, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. It definitely took me a couple of times to, uh, to get it, I think, right. <clears throat> For sure. Basically, the whole uh, premise of this episode is um, the strike team is trying to steal the list of um, marked bills out of Aceveda's safe. Mm-hmm. That's basically the whole the whole premise of this episode. Yeah, that's like the main thrust of, especially of their story, is because they got a small window here. They find out that the president's coming to town and he's going through Farmington briefly, but uh, because of that, like a lot of the cops are going to be assigned to protective detail for the president. So there's only supposed to be a skeleton crew there in the barn all day. So this is their chance to you know, get it that safe. Although it seems like everyone who's normally there is there, so. I don't know how much of a skeleton crew. <laughs> yeah, it did seem like it was a pretty normal day there. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't seem very bare bones, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I hear ya. Um So this is their one chance. They apparently got what they think is the combination from a guy in property. Uh so they're gonna go in like real early in the morning when no one's there and 
trying to get into the safe. And uh, Shane goes in there. He tries using the combo. He's trying to get in there. And uh, Nina, Aceveda's secretary, shows up. And so Vic has to kind of do something he does a lot in this episode. Try to distract her in the stairwell. <laughs> Basically block, block the <laughs> yeah. stairs so she can't go up. Yeah. Yeah, that is his M.O. this episode. Yeah, he's doing that with a lot of people this episode. Yeah, just trying to keep him away from that office. Uh, but Shane comes out. He didn't get the list. The number that they had didn't work, so apparently it's been changed at some point. So now they're like, "Oh fuck, what do we do?" Yeah, that's that's what I don't know if it's been changed or because he, he said, "Yo, your guy in property sucks" or something like that, or <laughs> tell him to kiss my ass. He says some I can't remember the exact. Yeah. Words. But uh, I, I would uh, imagine Aceveda changed it. You know, once he got the save, he's like, "This is important shit. I need to change the combo so no one else has it." But I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? So they steal it, and they're gonna replace <laughs> it with a fake one. Yeah, because it's basically a standard, you know, police kind of safe. They're like a bu- There's a bunch of these all all over the place. We just gotta switch, swap them out before anyone notices, and then we'll yeah. have all this time to work on it in the car. Uh, you know, Ronnie thinks he can crack the safe open for some reason, even though he's never done anything <laughs> yeah. like this before. But Vic's <laughs> like, you ever do this before? And he's like, no. <laughs> like, all right, let's go for it then. <laughs> it's like life cereal. Just give it to Ronnie. He'll he'll fix it. Yeah, he can do it. But Ronnie does not fix it. <laughs> yeah, he does not. Yeah, he has uh, no clue what the fuck he's doing. He wants to bring in Smitty. Vic's like, no, no, we can't bring in Smitty till you know. You know, totally rock. Completely out of options. Want to keep this in house, but then they immediately bring in Smitty. Like two yeah. scenes later. Yeah, because Shane sees Aceveda trying to get into the fake safe. Um, yeah, and, and the combination you know, combination's not working, not working obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so Aceveda wants it in. So then they, you know, when he's like, "Oh, get somebody to open this," then they got to bring in Smitty. Like, "Oh, yeah. you should bring in Smitty." Yeah, Smitty just happens to show up by Nina's desk at just that time. Like, "Oh, yeah. hey." What are you working on? Oh, I can help you with this. Oh, you need a safe cracker? I just happen to know one. <laughs> oh, you got a guy? No, that guy's in jail. You don't want him. He went to prison a while ago. Yeah. yeah. It's Smitty. He's good. It's <laughs> Smitty. Smitty's good. Um, and also, we got a... Um, okay, so we referenced this earlier, but there's also a storyline going where there's this Mexican... Uh, like a... Uh, is he, what do you want to call him? Like a troubadour? A crooner? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, kind of a ranchero singer who sings oh, narco corridos, which I guess are like true crime songs, apparently. I'll be honest with you. Like, narco corrido sounds like something I'm going to get at Taco Bell when we're done with this. <laughs> yep. And I'm going to get delicious. it. Yeah, I'm going to get it with a Mountain Dew. But yeah, <laughs> so basically he's singing. Like, the whole premise of this, this storyline is, is this guy, um, he sings about true crimes. Mm-hmm. And he gets street cred because he's, you know, these these are true stories that they're they're proud. They killed this person and they did this to him and they buried him here and there. And so his, his <laughs> this whole thing doesn't really make a lot of sense because it seems like the killers are coming to him to commission these songs be made 
where he sings about how this person committed this crime. It's like, what? That doesn't sound like a good idea at all. It really doesn't. Like, I didn't <laughs> get it either. Because especially, like, because he, like, he just references them by their, like, their names and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, whatever their street name is. And, like, oh, yeah, he killed a bitch and he stabbed her. But it's, you know, it's 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 even just like, oh, tell the story, but leave the names out. But not, no, but he's just got the names right in there. Yeah. Where the bodies are buried half the time. So... They, they get, like, the one song says that somebody, some kidnapped girl that Vic's been looking for, apparently, yeah. right, is buried underneath some bridge. Mm-hmm. So he hooks up with the canine unit lady. The lady shows up with the dog. And right away, like, there's a history between these two. But we've never seen this girl as the audience, right? I don't remember this. No, oh, this is her first time on the show. Um, okay. Yeah, but apparently they've, you know, they've run into each other on crime scenes from time to time, and they kind of have always been kind of flirty, and, you know, he's kind of like, hey, you still got that boyfriend? She's like, yeah, you still got that wife? He's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down you know? the phone. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's DTB for sure. He's down <laughs> the fuck. And so, anyways, the, the flirty flirty goes on, and then, uh, you know, they start looking for the body, but this dog starts, he's pulling bodies everywhere yeah, yeah. There, she runs like, out of flags there's so many bodies yes yeah at one point she's just like i need i need more flags that's where the theme song plays jank <laughs> ba, ba, ba. eight minutes seven seconds that's a that, that's a deep that's one. A, a semi-long one yeah. yeah that's a deep one yeah so uh we got that going on so they end up arresting the the luchador guy i don't remember his name <laughs> oh yeah you know what honestly i don't know either yeah, I can't remember his name. But, like, when they go to pick him up, like, Shane puts his cowboy hat on, like, as he's getting in the car. It's pretty awesome. That was a great scene. Yeah. Like, you can't shut me up. <laughs> no, on the contrary. We want you to keep talking. Yeah. Um. So the dude's like, oh, I just write the songs. I, I just sing the songs. I don't do the songs. Mm-hmm. Um. But meanwhile, like, Claudette and Dutch are listening to a song. And they're getting another case out of here. Yeah, it's like some old case they had. Some guy got shot, and they're like, "Wait a minute, this like says exactly what happened." So should we just go arrest this guy? And they do. And yep, turns out he did do it. So uh, solved another one. Yeah. Dutch is like, "Hey, we should get this guy to write a song about my cuddler rapist." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think I wrote. Oh yeah, I did write that down. Um. So. Vic and Aceveda are interviewing the singer guy. Like, it's not the singer. See, this is where my notes are wrong. He's not the singer. They bring in the guy who the song's about. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, first they bring in the singer, which is a great scene. Like, uh, Vic's just interrogating him by himself. And, like, he's not doing anything. Like, he's not being his normal Vic self. He's just kind of interviewing the guy. But the guy starts freaking the fuck out and starts screaming. Oh, yeah. I forgot He's like, what? Ah, ah, get him off of me. And Ocevedo comes, comes in like, what the fuck are you doing? And Vix is like bamboozled. He's just like, what the, nothing. Go look at the tape. I didn't even go near him. Yeah. <laughs> like for once in my life, I didn't actually hit this dude or anything. Yeah. I did nothing. <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah, that guy does start freaking out and shit. I forgot about that. That was a good scene. So then yeah. Ocevedo sits in and uh, he decides he's going to watch. Yeah. And then Claudette comes in and tells them about like, a meth lab. There's like, yeah, some I think all those, all the bodies that the dog found, 
were determined to have, you know, chronic meth lab exposures. That's what they died of. So they were working in a meth lab, they died, and someone buried them here. Yeah. All right, so they know they got that going on. Um, we got Danny and Julian. They're being punished. Yeah. So they're doing inventory. Yeah, for Julian going off grid last episode and Danny, you know, letting him do it, basically. <laughs> now they're in trouble. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. You absolutely have to do the shitty inventory job. The job that Michael Scott tries to, you know, take the day off so he doesn't have to do. <laughs> so they got that going on. It turns out there, there's something disturbing with Dutch later on with the inventory yeah. and all that kind of shit. You might as well just save that for biggest fuck up of the episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, they get the safe to Ronnie. He can't crack it open. They don't know what the fuck to do. Um... Shane notices, like, oh, fuck, dude. Shane, so this is where Shane sees Alcivita trying to get in the safe, and he's going to try to tell Bicken whatever, but his fucking wife calls. Uh, the wife is so goddamn annoying in this episode. She is. Both of the episodes this week, she is just brutal. I she's can't, not the wife. Uh, I can't take it. The, it's Beyonce. What's her name? Laura. Mora. Uh, Mara. Mara. I can't take she her. She will not stop calling every five seconds. I want to home yet. Look, I'm at work. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you want to talk to my boss? Oh, <laughs> I so want to throw fists with this girl. Like, she's all pissy because I guess is she is she spotty or whatever right now? Is that this episode? Oh, or? yeah, this, that was this episode. I can't remember if this is when she started spotting or if that was later. But oh, yeah, it is a little honestly, bit later. Honestly, like. I'm not even sure if that was real. Like, I could totally see her just making that shit up just to get Shane home. I know. She's fucking creepy as fuck, man. She really is. Like, God, he could do a lot better. <laughs> I mean, she is good looking, but, man, she is tough to be around. I hear ya. I hear ya. You know what's great is I think it was episode – I think it was the mom episode, actually. It was like a, a commentary track with her – and Sean Ryan and Walton Goggins and, uh, you know, Benito Martinez, I think. And uh, <laughs> Sean Ryan kind of just asked her, like, so how does it feel to be, like, universally hated by all the fans? Oh, they oh is she really? Yeah, so they knew even back then, like, yeah, everyone hates you. <laughs> wow. Yeah, she is, she is hard to take, man, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> What's Benito Martinez, like, when he's just talking, is he, like, fun or does he sound pretty serious about acting? Um, he's, he's a little bit of both. He's definitely got some fun moments. Okay. He's kind of talking about, like, uh, you know, every time his wife, anytime he would have a scene with that uh, woman who plays his wife on the show, like, his wife reads the scripts and would get all pissy about it. It's <laughs> okay. like, oh, you're working with Camilla today, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Dutch arrests the guy who he thinks is part of his song that he was listening to. Mm -hmm. But that guy sees the singer guy, and that dude freaks the fuck out, and he starts, like, he elbows a cop in the face. He's got Dutch around the neck. Then Vic goes, comes running in, he jumps on top of him and shit. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> it's a good time. Yeah, I guess he thinks that this guy turned him in. Although, really, it's just all you have to do is listen to the song. <laughs> this guy didn't have to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> So, Aceveda's leaving or whatever, and he tells Vic and Claudette, "Don't you know? Make don't let this singer guy go. Basically, 
mm-hmm. because just make up charges or whatever, but they don't. They let that guy go, and he he's fired up then. Yeah, because like, yeah. he's reached the limit that they can hold him for. They don't have anything they can charge him with, so Acevedo is just really being a dick this whole episode, like rubbing everybody the wrong way. And uh, so it, it's cool to kind of see Vic and Claudette have to be friends again a little bit just because they're both dealing with this asshole, Acevedo. Yeah. It's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend type of deal where they have to kind of team up and they're both in the same boat of just what the fuck are we doing with this guy? Um, this is the point where we find out that Dutch has the computer missing, but um, Danny and Julian had to call IAD because anything over $500 has to be looked into or whatever. But <laughs> we find out that he was using it for kitty porn. Yeah. Yeah. Awkward. Uh, you know, off-time research. Yeah. That, that, that whole story sounds super fishy. It does. Um, <laughs> the even weirder thing is, like, the next episode, he's kind of, like, flirting with Danny again. Like, dude, I think you pretty much killed all of your chances with her after admitting you were looking at child porn on your computer. Yes. I know. <laughs> that's weird. Now, does that come up later on ever? Or is that is this just... I don't think so. I think this is just a one-off. But it's just one of those constant things where you're just like, Dutch is kind of weird and creepy. <laughs> I'm not sure how this character is going to go. Oh, you're always like, oh, God, something's going to go go wrong with this guy yeah he is creepy he is he is weird i I agree with all that (laughs) um so we get the decoy squad they're they're in on this they're outside like maldonado's house i think the guy's name is or whatever i think that i don't know if that's the singer guy i'm so confused by who's who in this episode oh yeah but basically osavita tells them to go like raid the house and they're all like why are you sure like vic and claudette and the decoy squad they're all like i don't think so Osavate. and he's like just do it yeah but i'm the boss you fucking do it but not they they turn out nothing there's nothing whatever whatever they were looking for ain't there yeah they're looking for that evidence girl. they can find is now out the window because they went in without you know probable cause or whatever yeah, they're looking for this Raina girl who apparently is dead, according to the song. But the mother, who's hanging out at the station, doesn't believe that she's dead. She mm-hmm. knows she's still alive. I and mean, she's only like 14 or so. She's yeah. Like I think she disappeared when she was like 14. I guess she's like 15 now, they said. Okay, so yeah. So it must have been like... about a year. But in the, apparently in the, within that year, her dad was so stressed out about this whole situation that he died. Um. And so they just assume that, you know, the daughter must be dead. She didn't go to her dad's funeral or anything. So uh, she must be just be dead. Yeah. So um, there are, Vic and Aceveda go up and interview this dude, this Maldonado or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Aceveda freaks the fuck out. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He just starts kicking the shit. Well, first, like, like Vic's trying to, like, interrogate him the right way and trying to, you know, do a calm kind of interrogation thing. But uh, Osvaldo just keeps chirping in, being a complete dick the whole time. And then he just eventually starts kicking the guy in the corner. Yeah. Just flips his, flips his shit. It's, it was pretty crazy. Like, when Vic's your voice of reason, you're, you're in trouble. That's all I'm saying. So Vic goes... Yeah, Vic goes out, and then he, he goes to the tape, and he, like, watches the tape a little bit back, and then he hits eject and puts it in his coat pocket. He's like, I'm taking this. Yeah. So you're like, uh-oh, that can't be good for Aceveda. Uh-uh. It's, it's bad news. <laughs> Blackmail material. Um, so... Let's see. So 
the Vic basically tells that dude, Vic and Claudette tell that guy that, you know, your fucking street cred's d- done. There's nothing left because we now know the song's fake. Because mm-hmm. like, that, that Raina girl's not dead. We, we, she, Somebody saw her a couple days ago or whatever. I, something like that happened, right? Yeah, they saw her at the bank, I think. Like her and this guy, Chidez, uh, you know, they saw them together at the bank or something like that. Okay, so that guy knows that career's over because it's very important that, you know, what what you're singing about is true. It's a, it's a whole backstory that goes on. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I saw a body. And they're like, no, those were bodies from a meth lab, you know. So uh, those that wasn't really this girl. So they put him in the cage, right? Yep. But his cousin's in there too, I guess. But you know who? Yeah, else? they they don't realize I think at first that these people are related. The other guy in the cage I think is uh, the guy they've got suspected for running the meth lab. But once they get them both in the cage, they realize that they're talking. So they kind of put two and two together that maybe there's a connection here, and uh, they realize that they're cousins. So they put Trish in the cage as well, like undercover as like a drunk, so that she can kind of listen in, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so she finds out like where this meth lab is, I guess, by, uh, you know, hanging out in the cage. Mm-hmm. I love Trish. I don't know if I brought that up or not on this show. <laughs> Sounds vaguely familiar. Um, so they end up breaking up the meth lab. You know, they go in there, they break up the meth lab. It's in the back of, like, some, you know, uh, trailer, like an 18-wheeler trailer. Which, I gotta, again, I this whole plot, to me, doesn't quite make sense. Because, okay, your cousin has a meth lab. You're, you've basically kidnapped an underage girl. You want to throw people off the scent that this girl is alive and with you by saying she's dead. In the same spot where your cousin buries all his bodies? Like, why would you do that? You're just pointing the finger towards his, you know, dead bodies from the meth lab. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's a terrible plan. Yeah, you know, I never, I didn't think about it like that. Hmm. <laughs> I don't understand what you were going for here. <laughs> well, part of the song was true, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um... So they find that Raina girl. She's there. She's part of this thing. But then we find out, like, she went voluntarily. She, yeah. she wasn't kidnapped by anybody. She's apparently in love with this Chida's guy who's just, like, you know, probably, like, 40 years old, pretty much normal looking, not, like, any kind of cool, you know, guy. I don't know what she saw in this guy. Um, it's like your typical, you know, father type guy. So, basically, the end of the episode is just kind of like, you know, relationship things. Vic's Vic's hitting on the canine lady again. Shane's at home. The wife's still fucking bitching at him. Uh, Then Vic's family shows up at the station. The wife, she's out of control. She can't handle this anymore. Yeah, she's a weird scene. I, I didn't quite get what they were going for here. I didn't get it either. Like... I, I couldn't tell if she was just like, I, you know, she didn't want to tell him, like, oh, I got a date. Yeah, like she's going out to bang Owen for the weekend or something. Like, they're going on some, you know, fuck vacation. Yeah, they're going to Malibu or, uh, or something. Or did Owen, like, break up with her and now she's upset? Um, yeah. I honestly couldn't tell her. She's just having a hard time with the divorce somehow. Yeah. She's like, did you know it was going to be this hard? 
And Vic should have said that's what she said. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> oh! Oh, speaking but. of The Office, um, I was watching the episode today. It was the one where, uh, it was the one where, uh, you know, the Michael Scott paper company comes back oh, to yes, Dunder Mifflin. Yes. And mm-hmm. they, they talk about the shield on there. Because Ryan's like, you should go in there and start knocking heads chicklet style. And like, yeah. and Michael's like, oh, yeah, the commish. And he's like, no, not the commish. Uh, I'm talking about the shield. <laughs> yes, I remember that. And then Mike, oh, yeah, the shield. So That's look so at that. World collide. Yeah. Um. So that's going on. And then Vic goes to Aceveda's house and he's like, here's the tape of you stomping that dude out. Yeah. Aceveda is so bitchy in this episode. So then he goes. It's kind of cool that Vic's like, instead of using this against him, I'm going to try to make this even. Because he says, I didn't like owing you one for, you know, you cut me slack on going to look for the people who killed Tommy's family. So he's like, all right, this will make us even. So it's an interesting move because you kind of think it's going to go one way, but then it turns out it goes a different way. Yeah, yep. Or uh, Vicky, you know, stood up, I guess. Yeah. Um, guessing that guy. And then Osvaldi goes to see a buddy. I don't know who's that guy. Is that his buddy? It's definitely some kind of family member because he said something about like, "Oh, is there a family reunion? Nobody told me about or something like that." Oh, so I don't know if that's okay. his brother or his cousin or what. All right. But apparently, I mean, you'd think they'd mention that, given how apparently this is the only guy Aceveda can tell that he got raped to. It must be somebody important. You'd think they'd mention, you know, oh, here's who this guy is. And at first, he's telling him the story about what happened, and the dude's almost like, and you did it? Yeah. And Aceveda's like, well, what would you do? And I'm like, I don't know. You did what you had to do, man. You had to do what you had to do. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he's kind of yeah. He's kind of giving him shit about it. Yeah, a little uh, bit. Just yeah, a... he's not the most understanding. Let's say. Yeah. No. Uh. Uh-uh. And uh, so, <laughs> also, yeah, he kind of says like, you know, oh hey, you should find these guys and you should kill them. That's mm-hmm. what I would do. Yep, that's what he says. He said you should find them and kill them. That's where the episode ends. Yeah. I guess we should mention that uh, Vic did tell the mom of that Raina girl that, oh, yeah, Raina did go willingly. And the mom's just kind of like, fuck this, I'm out of here now. <laughs> like, she doesn't yeah. want to see her daughter anymore. She's yeah, like, she was like, oh, yeah, trash. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't even come to her dad's funeral. Fuck her. She just gives up on her. So, ouch. Um, also, we didn't mention that... Uh, Throughout the whole episode, like, Lem is just popping Rolades. Like, they're fucking going out of style. And apparently we find out he's got an ulcer because of all the stress with the Armenian mob coming after him and stuff like that. And it just all this this money train thing has stressed him out so much that he's started to get this ulcer. Um, which is just kind of the first sign that Lem is starting to crack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is only going to get worse the rest of the season. But he's... He's definitely the weak link, and you can see it's already starting to happen. Where you're just like, oh, this guy, the pressure is getting to him. Oh, not Lem. Yep. <laughs> um. All right, Jake. So I, I gave this a nine out of ten. Oh, you know, I don't think we even mentioned that they did get the list out of the safe. Oh yeah, they did get the list. Yes. <laughs> then he came in. He, he like Aceveda gave him the combo, and he just kind of called it over to uh, Shane and them. And they got the stuff out, and they also noticed, like, hey, there's other stuff in here. Like, that was the mug shots that Acevedo was looking at to try to find the guys that, you know, raped him. Yeah. Um, so they're like, ah, forget about that. Just get the list. <laughs> yeah, but they don't know that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, yeah. Don't, they don't know that. 
so they got the list. They have that now. So now they're all happy that, you know, now they can figure out which bills are marked and they should be safe. Yeah. One problem solved, although another one will open up next episode. <laughs> yeah. It's always you go, you solve one thing and then another problem pops up. Yeah, so I hear you. the theme of this season. All right, so let's award this biatch. All right, best quotes. I don't have a whole lot, actually. Yeah, no, I this was a pretty either. good episode. I didn't have a lot of quotes. Yeah, the one uh, we talked about it earlier. Uh, Claudette says, like, um, yeah, if we close any more cases because of this Artilio songs, we <laughs> should deputize them. And that's when Dutch is like, maybe I could get him to write a tune about my cuddler rapist. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was a good line. Um, uh, one point uh, earlier on, Claudette like kind of orders Dutch around, and he's like, "What am I, the strike team now?" <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, <laughs> but she's like, "Oh, well, okay. Well, how do you want to do it?" He's like, "The same way, but it's nice to be asked." <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's yeah, that's a great dynamic because uh, he's still having a hard time with Claudette being divided. Yes. Um, He's, he's not happy that he's kind of being treated like a subordinate to her and they're supposed to be partners and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I get that. That's a yeah. complex relationship there. That's for sure. Um, early on, I think it's Lem, when they were talking about, like, after they were listening to that CD and they were like, well, we're going to go arrest this guy. And Lem's <laughs> like, what, are we going to bring in Eminem every time he raps about his ex? Yeah, that was Vic. I had that one as well. That was oh, Vic, oh, Vic says that? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't write down who said it. Yeah, that's a great one. That's probably uh, my favorite That's really all I got, quotes-wise. Yeah, the only one I had was uh, when they're interviewing that Chida's guy, and they're talking about, like, you know, hey, why do you have this 14-year-old girl? And he's just like, I don't know anything about that. And Vic's like, you got something against pubes, man? <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. the way he says it was pretty great. <laughs> All right, let's do the uh, the Kristen Bell Award for Best Guest Star. Um, I went with the canine lady. Hell yeah. Yeah. Same. Natalie Z is her name. Uh, she was a very big character on Justified. Oh, okay. So they kept her in the FX family later on, like... Uh, she was kind of, you know, the on-again, off-again love interest of uh, Timothy Oliphant in that show. <clears throat> she was also in um, The Other Guys. Oh, yeah. She was Christineth. <laughs> you get back here and make love to my wife. <laughs> uh, her name is Christineth. Do you remember, you remember her in that? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That movie is so good. I love it really that is. Yeah, it's so much better than it is as any business being. I, I agree. Yeah, like The Rock <laughs> and Samuel L. Jackson, they're yep. funny at the beginning. They were great. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah, All she right. is great, um, and she is she's very good looking. Even though this show kind of uglies everyone up a little bit, she's still damn good looking. Yeah, she looks good. Yeah, I yeah. like her. No doubt. It's, again, uh, one of these episodes where Vic is like, oh, he's kind of got a love interest. Oh, but his wife mucks it up somehow. Oh, that's She's funny. always cock-blocking him. She really is. She's like the Heisman Trophy. <laughs> um, all, all right, let's so, do the MVP of the episode. 
I went with Vic. Yeah. I mean, this is like, I don't know. This is, this one's tough because everybody's kind of good, I guess, in it. Except for one person, but, you know, I, I don't know. I guess Vic. I agree, yeah. I, I went with a co-MVP on this one, Vic and Claudette, uh, mm-hmm. just because I like seeing them kind of on the same page again for the first time in a long time. I do yeah. like when they when they kind of are, uh, you know, are friendly. <laughs> so yes. it was nice to see that dynamic back again, even though it's pretty much gone again next episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to enjoy it while it lasted. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I, I do like it. I agree. Yeah. Anytime Claudette's involved, I'm into it. Yeah, she she really is great. Yeah. Like, even more so than I gave her credit for when I first watched the show. Like, she she's pretty great. Yeah, she's awesome. I love her. Um, Next up, we got the Vendrell Cup for the biggest fuck-up. Um, I mean, who, who, who do you got? <laughs> uh, I went with Dutch, for sure. Um. First off, don't ever be doing anything with child porn. That's yeah. not you haven't been officially assigned to. Like, if no one's telling you to look at child porn, don't look at child porn. No good can come of this. <laughs> I mean, yeah. certainly don't like. Oh, I forgot about it and just you know lost the computer. Like that's even that's bad. But just even looking at it in the first place, just don't do it because it's gonna raise <laughs> red flags. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, no reason to have anything to do with children. <laughs> I, I I get it. I I, I yeah. I, you know what are you gonna do? You know, you know. In truth, like I don't even think Dutch is looking up kitty porn. He just wants to be the greatest cop ever. He just wants everybody to go. That was the greatest cop in the history of policing. Yeah, that's all he wants. That's true. That's all he wants. He wants to solve all the cases. <laughs> yep. If there's a power ranking for detectives, he wants to be number one. Yeah. Um, I went with Aceveda as the uh, mm. fuck up just because of like, you know, the the bad call he makes with sending like the decoy squad into that house when they didn't really have any like reason to go because they were even saying, Listen, why don't we just wait a couple minutes and see? No, go, go, go. And then, you know, him just flipping out on that dude and stomping him into the ground. Yeah. I mean, I get it. He's mad. He had semen in his belly. But uh, you don't take it out on some guy for no reason. That's not that guy's fault. Yeah, the trauma is clearly getting to him. And I guess, oh, you didn't even mention they said in the last scene where he's talking to his cousin or brother or whatever it was. He's just like, yeah, I was kicking the shit out of this guy. And the only thing that stopped me was I started to piss my pants. Oh, yeah. He does say, yeah, that is is true. I don't understand that. Yeah, he's just a wreck at this point, which is understandable, but hes yeah. uh, it's definitely affecting his job performance. Yep. When you got coming to Tom, Jank, and, 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 you, didn't, <laughs> and you, didn't want it, you didn't want it in there, like that, that, that'll fuck with your mind, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some of it went to his brain as well. Ooh, that's not good. <laughs> went up the wrong pipe. Uh, all right, well, let's do the Dumpy Award for the worst part of the episode. Shane and his bitchy wife. Yep. Yeah, it's Shane and the bitchy wife. Well, it's not his, his fiance or whatever, or at least soon to be. She is just out of control this episode. Oh. <laughs> I want to, yeah, I just, like like I said, I want to throw fish at her. Like, uh, just the sound of her voice annoys me. I'm like, I, I don't know, how could Shane go home to this? I hear ya. I don't get it. It has <laughs> to be like the best beager ever or something. Yeah. The best sex ever. It can't be anything else. 
Yeah, otherwise it does not make any sense. Yeah. I, I don't know why Shane thought, like, this girl is better than him. Like, I mean, he's a fuck-up, but, man, he could but do I better mean, than this. He has, like, a real job and shit. I, I get it. Like, she's a real estate agent, but she ain't selling shit. He bought her a car and stuff. Yeah. And she's she's <laughs> crying about her mom and, like, oh, my mom needs money. And I haven't sold any houses, blah, blah, blah. Ugh. She's just such a leech and just a drain on everything. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, my mom found out about the, you know, I'm pregnant. You know, it's like, who cares? Like, you you seem trashy. Like, your mom shouldn't be surprised by anything like that. <laughs> you're not 17. You're 33, I would say. Yeah. Like 40. Like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, she is by far the worst part of this. Um, I also had, just as kind of runners-up, um, that guy's songs. <laughs> Every time we had to hear the songs. Oh, I, yeah. I this, did not enjoy that. Oh, those uh, songs were terrible, yeah. Yeah. And uh, also, I think Vic had a cold this episode. Uh, I think Michael Chiklis was sick because he sounded a little nasally. Oh, I didn't notice it. <laughs> I don't have, like, anything to back that up, but it sure sounded like that was the case. All right, I'll, I'll take your word for it. All right, well, let's do some uh, some Big Brother casting. The Shield was And try to pick some uh, some Big Brother contestants to play some parts on The Shield. Uh, we're going to be doing everyone's favorite characters, Ronnie and Danny, this week. Oh my God. <laughs> These were rough, dude. These were, like, I really spent a lot of time just thinking about Ronnie and Danny this week. And I'm like, I don't want to. This isn't the week I envisioned for myself. We're not even getting paid for this. And I, I spent, like, two hours <laughs> just thinking about Danny. Uh, Danny, for me, was oddly easy. <laughs> really? Yeah. For As far as Big Brother stuff, for sure. Um, I only have one because I'm like, this, to me, is just perfect. Okay, so it's probably the same one, too, because here's the thing. I sat here for, I'm telling you, like an hour and a half today just looking around on the Internet for movies and shit. I struggled with Danny and Ronnie this week. Even Big Brother, I had one person down, and then I was looking at a list of names, and I'm like, oh, this is exactly who she has to be. But, like, it would have never came to me otherwise. Oh, I can't wait. All right, so <laughs> let's start there. Who do you have for uh, for Danny? No, I want to hear yours. Or do you want to say it at one, one, two, three? <laughs> All right, let's let's try it. All right, one, two, three. Sam. <laughs> oh, Sam. Yeah, Sam the robot girl. Oh, okay. I can see that. No, she's like a welder. She's kind of butch. Um, she's from the south. You know, they got that kind of southern accent going. Yeah. Okay. Huh. I didn't think about her. I went even more obvious than Sam. Um, Which one did you go with? <laughs> from season twelve, Kathy the sheriff. Oh, yes. Yes, that's Kathy perfect. The sh- she got I stuck in that, about her. She got stuck in that maple syrup or whatever. She couldn't get out. Enzo and them guys were like, just get out of the syrup or whatever. I don't know what they were. Maybe it was glue. I don't remember what they had to climb through. But she just, she was the worst. <laughs> I 
do remember her. She was oh, southern perfect. and stuff. Yeah, I thought as soon as I saw her name, I'm like, oh yeah, she's Cassie and Sarah <laughs> for sure. Oh, I forgot she was even a cop. Yep, that makes total sense. Yeah, because that's what ends. That's what Meow Meow always called her. Sheriff, Sheriff knows, man. Sheriff is <laughs> saboteur. Because <laughs> he thought the sheriff was the saboteur for a while. Remember they had the saboteur? Yep. Yeah, yes. Yeah. For sure. Oh, was God. Yeah. yeah, that's a great one. Good yeah. call. All right. I like uh, that. Okay, so what about Ronnie? Ronnie was another <laughs> one that I struggled with. This one was tough, yeah. Um, you want to go first? Uh, I went with Derek just because they're both oh. cops. Okay. I like it. There's no other correlation than that one, but I, I don't. I didn't know what else to do. <laughs> That's right. fair. I like that. I got one other one. Who else? Who Who do you got? I got. I got one more. Uh, I went with Cameron from BB19. Um, because this was a guy. He's just kind of your basic white guy. That okay. I saw a picture of him, and I'm like, I don't remember this fucker being on the show at all. So I'm like, that seems like a good one for Ronnie. <laughs> uh, I gotta, He's just kind of there. You don't really notice him. <laughs> huh. Yeah, okay. See, along <laughs> along that same line of thinking, I went uh, the same route. Just white guy, beard, you know, nondescript. Uh, the season you're currently watching, I believe, Jank, season oh, five... Oh. Mike, that guy that got booted out like the first week or whatever. <laughs> like he was just like, he wasn't a dumbass or whatever, but he was just kind of like, all right, well, whatever, guys, I'm over here. Hey, remember me, Mike? And then they're like, oh, yeah, let's just get rid of fucking Mike. Remember him? And they got yeah, rid of Mike. They did get rid of him real quick. Yeah, because he, he was, knew he that they were going to play. Yeah. Yeah, because he's like. There's an obvious alliance going on with you guys, and they're like, "What? No way!" And they're like, "We got to get Mike the fuck out of this house." So yeah. that's Ronnie. And the girls are like, "Oh yeah, sure, get rid of Mike." Ronnie's Even a detective. You know what I mean? Correct. That was good detective work. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's Ronnie. That's very fair. Yeah, they, I could see that for sure. Yeah, they definitely have similar facial hair, and uh, yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. <clears throat> Didn't talk. oh that's perfect all right well i think we covered everything we needed to hit for this episode all right so i guess until uh till next or till wednesday um bye motherfuckers bye motherfuckers Alvarez here says it does. He wants to know what your mama's putting in the cold muffin.